to. Time out. I'll take a 30. A podcast relating to the worldwide and universal game of basketball. Where listeners get the opportunity to hear unscripted conversation, thoughts, as well as emotions from players, coaches, parents, and officials. Those who directly affect the game. Hey, we're back for another episode of I'll Take a 30, a basketball podcast. With us on this episode is truly a man who really doesn't need an introduction. He's the founder of the Premier Youth Basketball League, better known as the PYBL. He is also the head coach of one of the fastest growing high school boys basketball programs in the DMV. I'd like to welcome Coach James Parker to the show. Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? Glad to be on. All right. Thank you for joining us today. All right. So just a few questions in uh, so my listeners can get to know you uh, just a little bit better. So you're the founder of the PYBL, which many can, may consider possibly the most competitive middle school basketball league in the country. For our listeners who may not be aware, what is the PYBL and why play PYBL? Well, the, the PYBL is the Premier Youth Basketball League. Um, we started now. We're actually entering our 10th 10th year. This wow. winter will be our 10th year. So it, it was something that it was it was a dream, man. We made it happen. Um, but it's a middle school all-star league. So there are two levels, the rising stars level, which is seventh grade and under, and the elite level is eighth grade. And it's an all-star league with teams formed from different counties and cities in the Washington, DC area. Um, for example, there's a PG County All-Star team, Montgomery County All-Star team, Fairfax, uh, Loudon, Anne Arundel, etc. And the best from each county, man, go at it weekly and Tough it out and see who's the best. It's highly so, competitive, highly emotional. A lot of coaches in the gym. Um, it's, it's fun. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, with you uh, saying there's, you know, coaches in the gym, uh, what are some of the schools that um, come and watch the game at any given time? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you name them, they're there, man. So it, it's for high school coaches kind of one-stop shopping. Because you go to an AAU tournament and you you you're there all day and may see two teams from your area, which is like you know possibly fifteen kids. Right. Because some of the kids aren't from the area at all, or they live too far to go to your school. Whereas if you're in the gym for one day in the PYBL, you're seeing all the top kids in the entire DMV in one day. Um, so it's hard for me to name because I don't want to leave people out. But you know, I'll say conferences, the WCAC conference teams, all of them come out. Uh, most of the IEC, MAC. You know, the other private schools, public schools are starting to come out a lot more. So if I start naming schools, it's like I'm going to leave. You know, I don't want to leave anybody right. out. Um, but everyone comes. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, man. Everybody comes to the PYBL. Everybody want to see who's next. And when the kids get to high school, the top kids, it's not a matter of if they play in the PYBL. It's just a matter of what team did they play for. Absolutely. So, but, uh, so our listeners understand for example, you don't have to live in PG County to play for a PG County team, correct? No, you don't. You don't. You don't. What we do is we have the tryout in that particular area when, because of COVID, kind of gym situations have kind of been a little ugly. But what we mm -hmm. want to do is is make sure that those PG County kids have every opportunity in the world to play for that PG County team. So we'll make sure that the tryout is in that area. But if you live in Fairfax, Loud, and you want to travel to PG County for a tryout and play most of your games in PG County, you're welcome to play on that team. Does it help the high school coaches? Let's say if you play, if you're from PG and you play for PG, does it help the high school coaches kind of recruit more? Or does it, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier. And, and still to this day, you'll have like, for example, St. Mary's Wagon, they're going to go to every Charles County game, every Southern Maryland game. Uh, those are the kids that, that they know live in their area. Um, and, and same thing with good counsel. Good counsel never misses a Montgomery County game. So, right. you know, the expectation, the hope is that those kids live in their area because those are the kids that are, are possibly coming to their school. But again, you, you always got some kids who want to play with their friends and things like that. And, you know, that's part of it that that we can't we, we thought about, you know, not making but having kids only play in the area. But then, you know, some kids ride with certain kids. Some kids are friends with certain kids. And and we want to create a league of comfort for the kids uh, as mm -hmm. far as teams they play on. Right. Um, you know, so we want to make it a fun experience. So why not play with your friend if you're willing to do that? Now, that being said, if you live in Loudoun County, especially in the summertime, you live in Loudoun County to play for PG, you might have a game in PG County at six o'clock on a Tuesday night. But I mean, that was your choice to play on that team, though. And we've right. had that happen before. We've had kids that play from I remember a couple of years ago, we had a kid from Charles County that played with Prince William. 
Woo. And the parent was like, man, this is so far. And we were like, we're in Prince William County. Right. <laughs> you right. chose to do this. Now, you know, this is the team you're playing on. This is the risk you take playing on this team. You can play for who you want, but our games are going to be scheduled based on those teams. Ah, okay. I see. So when 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 you're watching PYB and you've seen, oh, man, so many players, right? I mean, how soon can you tell if that player is going to be special, like the likes of uh, – you know, Cam or Jarris or Jeremy or one of those players? I mean, it's it's a kid like Jarris, you can tell right away. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jarris was just different, man. Jarris was dunking when he was in seventh grade. Wow. You know, so he's different. But the the average kid, it, it takes some time to – you. We, we get to see them in all types of situations, all types of uncomfortable situations in games. Their team is down. The kid's being physical with them. Referee's not going his way. His shot isn't falling. So we see kids in all aspects and all situations. So throughout a season, I would say one season, we could kind of tell what type of player that kid is because they've been thrown through the gauntlet with against, you know, everybody. Uh, everybody sent their best at them. And, you know, if they come out on the other side of that, we can tell what they are. And that's why we say, man, some kids are good. But when you come to our league, you got to be special. <laughs> it's levels. No, it's definitely levels. I, I say if you can play – in the PYBL, you can play anywhere. And, Any, I mean, yeah, it, anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you can play in all league, if you can play in all league at a high level, especially the eighth grade, rising stars, seventh grade, kids are going through puberty. It's still a lot going on, but eighth grade, if you can play in all league at the elite level at a high level, you can play anywhere in the area. Yeah, I, no doubt about it. No question. Definitely agree. All right. Um, with with that being said, you know we're in the DMV, and DMV is one of the the hot spots for basketball, right? Yeah. Arguably, probably in the entire country. What in uh, well, in your opinion, what county, city, locale do you feel has the most efficient players? Now, I'm biased. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm PG County born and raised, man. So I, I gotta say PG County is just so much talent in PG. Um, every WCAC team has PG County kids on it, every single mm. one. And that's considered the top conference in the country. And everything, you know, you can look at any, all top teams in the DMV, you know, private schools have PG County kids on their rosters playing significant roles, not just on the team, but playing significant roles. And then you still have the public school programs like Roosevelt, Flower, schools like that, Gwynn Park, Wise, who are good every year and at the top in public school basketball. Despite, and all of those kids, all those schools lose players to the privates, every one of them. Every one of them loses somebody in their area that's supposed to go to their school, to a private school, and they're still playing high-level basketball. Wow. So I, I got to go. And like I said, I'm biased. I'm a PG County. I'm, I'm in Virginia now, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm always go. I'm always go. I'm proud of PG County, man, and, and the talent and the kids that come from there. But what is the separator? What, what do you think? We know it's athleticism, but is it the will, the desire? What, what's the true separator? I just, I think it's a mentality to it. Mentality, um, yes. Because coming out Virginia, like for example, when I'm in Maryland, people in Maryland don't believe a lot of Virginia kids are that good. To be honest, right. With you. Right. It, it, but th that's not true though. These kids can play in Virginia, but it's a mentality, and you get that mentality where you're young. You're taught young in our area that if you're playing AU when you're a Maryland team versus Virginia team, the Maryland team is supposed to win. Mm, the that's Maryland true. team is supposed to win. So that mindset and that mindset of the kid is if I play these Virginia kids, I'm supposed to lose. And that Maryland kid is if I play this Virginia kid, I'm going to dominate this kid because I'm better than him. Right. And a lot of Virginia teams and coaches do it. They start ducking the Maryland teams, the good ones, instead of going at them. So if I've been told from seven years old on into high school that I'm not better than these kids, what am I thinking when I'm in high school? Yeah, I've been true. told by the people that I trust, the people I'm around, that I'm, I'm not going to play against these kids. They do. They too strong, too big, too fast, or they old for my grade and this and that. And, and I'm not ready for them. So how do you get that mentality to beat those kids? You don't. Nah, so you don't. Th these kids go through school, Dave, and they go through and they think the Maryland kid, when he sees the dead kid, he's, he, he sees lunch. <laughs> right. And, 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 and the kids could be similar in talent. Because there's, yeah. there's a lot of talent in Virginia. It's just the mentality is different. Definitely different. Well, I also think there's not – growing up, man, we had uh, – you know, you can go to Tucker Road or – they didn't have that out in Virginia, right? Right. 
Right. <laughs> the whole mindset. I mean, you can take that now, but now the kids don't do that now, though. That the Maryland kids don't be outside like that. They go to yeah. trainers. Yeah, that's true. And the, Virginia, and the Virginia kids go to trainers. Yeah, everyone has a trainer, right? Yeah, but if I'm playing on, you know, Fairfax Tigers, I'm not going to the same events these Maryland kids at. Yeah. Because you, you my coach that. thinks that we can't beat them. And, and even though my coach may not say it, I know he's thinking it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I really recognize that we don't play these kids. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, you notice from coaching that it becomes a stigma when you see these kids online doing all these things and then you put kids in your own grade on a pedestal. Right. Yeah. And you think you see videos of this kid and that kid, he's the same age as you, but as a kid in your mind, you're thinking this kid's better than you because they're all over the place. They're in May Hoops doing this, they're in the PYBL doing that. But my coach told me, don't play PYBL. And we're playing in events here. We're we're winning. My Fairfax Tigers team wins a lot, but we don't play none of them. Right, right. And you hear that a lot, especially in NBA. So yeah, you're you're yeah, you're telling the truth for sure, for sure. Hey, but that's a good segue. So I want to get into some nitty gritty though. Let's talk some high school basketball. So for my listeners, I mean, you came from a humble start, a county Christian, uh, trying to build a competitive. Uh, program. But now, I mean, you're at a point where you've built a competitive program, recognizable. I mean, talk about it over the dinner dinner table, that type of discussion type team at Fairfax Christian School, uh, affectionately known as FCS. But tell us, what was your vision when you first started at County Christian and what's your current vision for FCS now? Uh, Man, first we first started at County Christian. I still remember to this day, me and you met up. And uh, the burger spot is no longer there. Right. And, you know, it was like, man, and it, it, it was at the time it was perfect because it was at a time when our family was moving. Um, mm. So we were looking for a new place. We're moving, of course, we're, we're PG County people. So we're moving from Largo. We're looking at a nice PG County, right? We were like, we're going to Brandywine, Bowie. Yeah. Virginia wasn't on the radar. And right. then when we came out, he was like, man, how do you feel about building a program from scratch? And I'm you know, everything we do is from scratch, PYBL, the conference, et cetera. So I was like, sure. And, and honestly, starting out, because it's me, I felt like we could build something. But mm-hmm. what we've done now, and this is year, me, my sixth year out here, my fifth year at Fairfax Christian, I don't, this wasn't in the plan. Like, we won two state championships. Um, you know, we got ranked players. We got multiple guys in college right now. And honestly, I I just wanted to be competitive, Dave, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think I state championships and doing this. I mean, I was told that when we first came out here, you know, maybe within five years we can compete in the NBIAC, which is the <laughs> North Virginia Conference, right? They told us right. that year one. And and since I've been at Fairfax Christian for four years, we've only lost one game in that conference. We won the championship all four years I've been at Fairfax Christian. Wow. And you know, coming out, it was like maybe in five years you can compete. So out here, I didn't know what to expect, man. I know I was, I knew, I knew I could put a, a solid team together, but I didn't know that we would be considered, you know, at the level we're at right now at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's barbershop talk, honestly. I mean, you watch your boys play; they got a little bit of everything. You got somebody that can shoot it. I mean, you got guys that's jumping out the gym. You got uh, floor generals. I mean, just a good mix, great recruiting. Um, but with that said. Let's let's say I'm a player, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about attending FCS. All right, coach, tell me why I should attend F- FCS and, and play for you. Well, I mean, first of all, first and foremost, education wise, we we can get you where you want to go academically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our school is considered pretty good academically. UVA, Virginia Tech, uh, Ivy League, UCLA. Right. We've got kids all over the map going to school. So we you got to be a high academic kid first. And if you are, then we're a place for you. Basketball-wise, we're going to play that the, the most competitive schedule possible. We don't duck anybody. So you're, you're going to be in environments. You're going to be in games, big games where people will see you. You're going to be in the media. You're going to be on Instagram. I mean, we just had a kid transfer over last week, and there's already a post about him with 200 likes on it. Wow. So if you, you know, and everybody can't play in the WCAC. So, so the, the main thing and the only thing we promise people, Dave, is opportunity. You come with us, you have an opportunity to achieve whatever goals you have in basketball, you can achieve in Fairfax Christian with us. You want to play high-level basketball, you can do it. You want to play mid-level basketball, you can do it. You just want to play college, you can do it. If you want to play against those WCAC schools, you will with us. Yes. You know, you want to be in the forefront, you want to win state championships, you can do it with us. 
Absolutely. We promise, so, you, we promise you opportunities. Some coaches promise minutes and promise you that we're going to do this for you. No. Well, you can get there, but that's up to you. We're going to give you the opportunity to have everything you want in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I've seen it firsthand. So, but so for our listeners, um, what, what's your recruiting uh, dragnet like? Uh, like where, where do you, where are your kids, uh, some of your kids from outside of Virginia? Um, majority of our kids are from Virginia, but we always have, we have a couple of Maryland kids on our team. Uh, Ryan Blakey lived in Akikik two years ago. Wow. That's, um, a, that's a good distance. Yeah. <laughs> our point guard now, Kiwan Richburg lives in Oxon Hill. Wow. And we actually have a group of freshmen coming in that we're excited about that live in the Fort Washington area as well. It's about four of them coming over this year. We had uh, Giovanni Galarza last year, one of our, our seniors last season, lived in Montgomery County. Jeez. So, you know, and and we figure out how to get you here, man. And it's Metro accessible, right? Yeah, the Metro, the new Metro, the Silver Line, is about five minutes from our school. We also had one kid, uh, Willie, who, who lives in D.C. He's coming this year. Um, he's riding the Metro to school. We've had kids ride the Metro before in the past as well. Wow, but you just said D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From to Loudon. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. We're bringing hey. them out, man. We're bring, we bringing them out, man. That, that's, that's crazy. Uh, but so it, it seems, you know, you start FCS, you're starting to get your respect. But how long before FCS rivals, you know, some of those uh, top schools like in the WCAC? And do you feel that FCS gets enough respect now? I feel like we do get we get we get a good amount of respect now. I think it could always be more, but I'm not going to be the guy that says nobody respects us because we've earned it. You know, we went out and played everybody. Um, Capital Hoops calls us like AJ does a lot of stuff online. He calls now and gets his games. We're playing in the state champions event, DMV event, the mm-hmm. Master Summer League. We've done a couple last couple of years, so I'm not going to be that guy to say we don't get respect, but because we do. But I feel like we're still not considered to those big boys. We're not as much of a threat to them. Um, we want to get there, but it's like, you know, we, we I consider it as like like a ceiling for us probably is like a villain over type. Whereas Kentucky's gonna be Kentucky. Duke's mm-hmm. gonna be Duke. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not gonna be naive enough to think that the top kid in the area is going to favor Christian over PBI or Damasa or Gonzaga. Right. Program's been there forever. But I know I can get kids that can compete with them and beat them. Right. And, and that's the goal. So we wanna be competitive with those schools. And I, I feel like we're really close. Like we played O'Connell last year, they beat us by like 10 to 12. But we played O'Connor last year. Um, St. Stevens, we split with them this summer. You name, like I said, you name, we're gonna play Bishop Irison this year. We have Riken on the schedule. I think we got good counsel coming on the schedule on in the showcase. We might get that one as well. Um, we've beaten DC schools before, we've beaten PG County schools before. Fairfax, the Loudon Publics won't ever play us, so we haven't played <laughs> any of them. I right. say that out loud. Loudon Publics won't play us. Um, they won't play you, coach? Nah, they won't play us. And shout out to the ones like you know the coach at Riverside. I like him; he's a good dude. Um, at Champion, really K. good. Yeah, Coach Wall Webb, I like a lot too. So it's yeah. not everybody; it's just you know some um they act a little little funny sometimes. <laughs> understood, understood. But I mean, yeah, our goal is to get there, man. My goal is to take over the world, Dave, and everything I do. Hey, why not? Right? Yeah, and in our program, it's the, but you know, we're like I said, Villanova's not going to get the number one player in the country, but they're going to make them better. They're going to make them better. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get really, really good players. They're going to win championships. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want. We feel like we could be the number one team in the Washington Post. Now, we're, we're not – Jerris Walker's not coming to us unless he's my cousin. You know what I'm right, saying? But, right. but we can, we're going to get really, really good players, and we have really, really good players. I, I think winning, once you start winning, man, it, it it's, it's something in the soul, right? If you're used to losing, you get comfortable losing, and – it's just a normal thing, but I think once you what you're doing and you're building that winning program, man, I, I think kids they see that and they're they're gonna want to flock to that because people want to be around winners. But the thing is with these kids and parents too, everybody wants to say I'm different, I'm different, but they don't be that different. You know, <laughs> no. they they, they want to go. It's, when you're coming to us, you got to be a certain type of kid to come to us. Like because you know the PVIs, everybody wants to go WCAC, which it's a fantastic conference. Yeah, absolutely. But if, if I'm like the tenth man on the roster as a sophomore, and they bring in freshmen to play them every year, I need to go. Yeah, I need to yeah. go, and and they don't want to, you know, get in the fire and play with Fairfax Christian, and you play those schools here underdogs a lot. They don't want that. They don't want that. Yeah, they want I, it easy. With us, it ain't easy. We 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 got some respect, but we still got to scratch and claw because the majority of DMV basketball, like we said, is in Maryland, 
and the Maryland people believe they're better than Virginia. Yeah, that's true. So Fairfax Christian can can be as good as they want to be, but when it comes down to it, these kids ain't gritty enough to beat those Maryland teams. And, and you know, which is I think is is a lie because we are. I like this group we have, especially now, man. We have five returning seniors. Um, I feel like we're going to be a special team this year. I mean, yeah, with five return, I mean, it's hard uh, to to replace, um, you know, that type of experience on the floor, and you got it all coming back. Man, that's going to be exciting to watch. When that schedule comes out, you got to – Got to let me know so I can definitely uh, come out watching him tell our listeners as well. Yeah, we 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 you know we lost four seniors that that won champ two championships with us. Um, Captain Joe Baldwin was so huge for our program for three years, and he was a leader. So we got to figure out where our leadership comes from. Um, Nate was with me from day one. Mm-hmm. With me from day one when Nate graduated, man, I had tears in my eyes, man. <laughs> Did you come? Nate was leaving me. Yeah, I couldn't believe Nate was leaving me, man. I I haven't been in Virginia. I've been coasting Virginia without Nate. They wow. Had not coached in Virginia without Nate. Go ahead. For, wow. I did, yeah, that's true. Nate's going to be on my coaching staff one day. <laughs> then you got Deuce, man, who, who you know, was big for, for three years, won a championship with us, and Giovanni Galarza, who's just the, the sweetest kid ever, man. Loved Giovanni to death. He came over last year, and we won a chip. So all four of those guys are definitely going to be missed, man. Um but like I said, five guys coming back that went through the fire with us to understand what Fairfax Christian basketball is. It's a place that we never have been at before. Wow. We've never had like this many guys returning that have played. Wow. That that's that man, that's awesome. So, but you created a new uh, independent conference, if I if I'm correct, consistent of other private schools uh in the DMV. Um, tell the listeners the name of that league and where do you see that league, say five years from now? Oh wow, you know, I, I like I said, we start from the scratch, scratch or anything. It's MPSC, man. It's it's the Metro Private School Conference, and what it is is what we did was a lot of the independent programs that weren't in the conference, we joined together, and we made a super conference. How many teams? I, it's twelve teams this year, um, from National Christian, Rock Creek Christian, Mount Zion, who's really taken over a lot of things. Grace Brethren, who just changed the name, I think, believe the Grace. Clinton Christian. No, Grace Christian, I think it is. They changed their name. I got to figure out what the new name is. But um, Highlands in the conference as well. Evergreen from Virginia is in the conference as well. Um, it's it's highly competitive basketball. One to 12, I feel like we had the best conference in the area. Now, the WCAC is extremely top-heavy. Right. Extremely. And, you know, we, we don't we don't got that. You know, we're not TV out the math of Gonzaga. But our teams are competing with those schools. But I think 1 through 12, 1 through 12, on any given night, can play with the, can play with most of the WCAC. Wow, wow, that's phenomenal. So yeah, our, con- our conference is tough, man. It's a go- Shabbat. Um, so you know you had what you had last year. Riverdale Baptist joined our conference now. So Mark, who does Capital Hoops, did a Maryland State tournament last year, and three of the four teams that were in the private school state tournament with state tournament finals were MPSC schools. Three of the four. So night in and night out. I mean. Man, I mean, you got like you said, you got to claw your way out, and, I mean, and it's I, about respect, man. It's it's the physicality of our conference. It's mm. something else, and you know, like you said, most of those are Maryland schools, so you know they look at these Virginia guys and they licking their chops, right? <laughs> but again, and we we got to respect to these people. I mean, I remember last year it was like AJ who does the rankings and ranked us high, and people went crazy like how they rank. People wouldn't DM them like, why is Fairfax Christian ranked this high? But when you see us play, you kind of understand why we are what we are. Um, yeah, but the conference sure. is tough, man. It's just within five years, I feel like we're we're already that's and we're in year three, and we're already. If you ask for people that's, that's in basketball in this area, they're gonna tell you we want a top conference in, in the DMV. Period. I believe, like sure. right now, right now, it, it's a lot of talent in our conference, man. And kids are transferring to schools consistently in our conference, consistently. It's about five or six schools in our conference this year that that you know potentially could be top ten schools in in the Washington Post by the end of the season. Wow! You look wow. at what Mount Zion did all summer, um, dominating teams. Where his brother's really good, um, like Shabbat, man. They're bringing in some guys that can really really play over there with Coach Taj, who actually runs New World. Oh right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. National Christian who had Coach Kenny over there. He's at Rhode Island now, but a couple of years ago they were ranked. And you know, nationally and ranked in the Washington Post top ten. Um, it's gonna be a special year, man. It's gonna be a special year. Coach Trevor Brown at Rock Creek Christian's been around forever. Highlands a really good program. I mean, you take you think about it like this, coach. We had three schools in our conference that won state championships. 
Woo! We won. We won our we won division three. Highland won division two, and Mount Zion won Mount Zion beat Shabak in the Maryland Prime School Championship. Wow. <laughs> so if I'm a local kid, especially with FCS being so close, I, I, I would man, I, I I you 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 have to give it a look. You have to. If you if you're really that basketball head and you want to play at the next level. At, at some division, right? I, mm-hmm. And being in the backyard, I, I don't know. I, I, you, these kids, you got to take a look. You should, you know, yeah. but everyone doesn't. <laughs> but you should. I mean, we're, we're going in the right direction. So the PYBL king of the summer, who's an eighth grader this year, he's homeschooled. He's playing with our JV this year. Nice. So, you know, it's coming, man, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And these kids that are coming in, the ninth graders that are coming in, all play PYBL. Mm. So, so, you know, the growth is there. I mean, Kiwan Richburg, my point guard, played PYBL. Fred, my other point guard, played PYBL. Doyle Brown played PYBL, my other sh- my shooter. So it, it's coming. We're getting those kids. Before, a PYBL kid would look at us like, Coach, Coach Parker, you cool and all, but nah, I ain't going to your school. <laughs> right, right. I like Rui. you. You my man, but nah, I'm good. Rui said going out uh, uh, loud. Where, where is that? Right. right, and you know we built it. We built it from nothing, Dave. You know we didn't have bleachers at first. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. It, man. It's at the point now where it's it's we almost got to stop letting people in the gym in our game. I'm losing my voice every game. We created an environment now. We had someone come in that uh, we had a camera person in, and he was like, "Man, I'm gonna say this." He was like, "It's it gets louder in here because everyone is so enclosed. It gets louder yeah. in here than PVI does." Oh yeah, I can definitely say, but there. Right, it's it's a a more intimate setting. Yeah, and then everyone is right on top. I lose my voice every home game, <laughs> trying to yell over top of people. It, it's we, it's man, we created an environment, man. When we first started here, it was nobody at the game but some parents. Like everybody, parenting come my first year. <laughs> right <laughs> to, to the point now where if you don't get there early, you might not have a spot to sit. Wow, that's magical, man. If you if you if you think about it, that that's pretty darn awesome, man. Yeah, we keep getting more bleachers like put in every year. <laughs> You got them on the sidelines, all wrapped around, right? Sidelines, baseline now. <laughs> Every year we got to we got to order more bleachers to get more people in our gym. Wow, that's phenomenal! It's a so, blessing. Right. It's, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. Absolutely. So we're going to change gears just slightly. So, AU travel basketball. Um, you've coached two prominent high level uh, within two uh, prominent high level organizations: uh, New World Team Takeover. Uh, in your opinion, how does the travel player differ from the high school player, if there's any difference at all? Uh, tell me what you think. Um, I, I don't think this. You, you mean like the mindset of the player going into a high, going into a AAU game and a high school game? Uh, from a coaching standpoint, so is it is it uh, different coaching the travel kid because you don't have them as long? Yeah, oh, that part of me that's from a coaching aspect. I think the kids are the same, but from uh-huh. a coaching aspect, they're definitely different. Because you don't, you don't know what honestly what their coach taught them at, sure. their, at their high schools. It's like a, a high school team. You know what you know what your kids know and what they should know. Yeah, that's true. And, and AAU, you know what the level they should know, but you can't expect every kid to be on the same page, know everything. So, so I think schemes in AAU are a little less detailed because the key. First of all, you don't have enough practice time to really get it in because high school you practice every day. Like we're in, gym, we're in the gym consistently. High school wise, AAU. If you're lucky, you got two to three days a week. You know, yeah. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you got two to three a week, and that's even with the high level teams. So, with that being said, and this might be kind of redundant. I mean, are you able to coach both sets of players the same with with the lack of time, or do you got to kind of have your mittens on with one? How far is the goalpost from one another? For me, I got to be a little more open with the AAU kids because I they don't they haven't been taught by me. I see. I you know, see. I'm getting the kid I'm I'm trying to go over a concept and go to the third level of something, something that's easy for my high school kids because we do it all the time. But a lot of a lot of these high school kids don't know the game. Mm-hmm. We had a kid that played with us. Well he was working out with us. He went to a school lab. I'm not gonna say the school, but the kid said, man, coach, I'm sorry, but we had one play. One play? We had one play, coach. We had one play for man, one play for zone. I don't know how to run all these plays. 
<laughs> so you know, and you, you never laugh. know what you're dealing with. And sometimes when you get a kid from a specific school, you like, all right, I I know he knows the game. But then then you get kids from other schools like I know he don't know the game. <laughs> and then it's for coach you don't you don't know, you might not know what they know. Yeah. So I you period, like you look at games, it's really they'll put teams are putting plays in, but it's not as even high level AAU, it's not as detailed in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. you know, you're running sets, but I'm talking about maybe like defensively, there aren't there aren't as many coverages and things like that that you'll see in a high level high school game. And then on top of that, the scouting isn't the same. So what makes you have so many games in the weekend, your your scouting and what you can tell your kids isn't as detailed. You can just say, true. you know. Play number 12 is a shooter. He wants to go left, but you can't say, you know, okay, well, on this set, they want to get 12 the ball right here. We got to cut this off. We got to do this on this particular play right here. The inbounds, they do X, Y, and Z. You don't have all that in there because you don't have time to do it. Ah, that's that's true. Well, let me get your thought on this. Uh, and having coached at um, two uh, prominent um, AAU organizations. So, what is it? Is it better to to play on those type teams or someone like uh, Doyle? Right, he plays for uh, kind of an independent type team, and mm-hmm. is, is it you still get the same type of uh, sort of the same looks, or is it the player gets recruited and the coach doesn't get the player recruited? How does that work in your opinion? I well, I've been on these circuits, all the main circuits, and honestly, nothing compares to EYBL. If you're on, if you're if you can play on the EYBL team, right? Like I'm not talking about being on the team. I'm talking about you can play. Like if you're <laughs> in that top seven rotation, right? It's, nothing compares to it. Nothing. nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm talking, I'm talking Under Armour and Adidas as well. Wow, like, nothing compares. But if you can play top top six seven on the shoe company team, Adidas, Under Armour, Nike, it, it's the top level. Uh, and I've been the I've been the hoop group, which is pretty good. I was at Marquee this year as well, which is okay. But in in college coaches are at those as well, but it it doesn't compare to EYBL. It's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you on steroids? It's nuts, dog. Like yeah, every game is it's rows of coaches there. Really? Yeah, in Marquee and hoop group, you know, you'll have a you'll maybe ten at a at a you know the best game. You'll have some coaches there, but they all won't be the high level guys, or there'll be some D twos, some D threes. Um, but like the worst crowd at an EYBL game is probably like one of the better crowds at a hoop group marquee game. Wow, wow! And That's- like I said, there are coaches in those events, and if you yeah. aren't in that rotation, you should play on one of those other teams. Right, you yeah. definitely should. You definitely should. But don't get it twisted, and it ain't nothing like it. <laughs> it, it, it ain't nothing like EYBL is, is head and shoulders above everybody else when it comes to coaches in the gym and things like that. And I was at Adidas two years ago. I've been to Under Armour before, and they have a lot of coaches there as well. But EYBL is just on another level. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, even from streaming the games, right? You don't have to pay $50, man. <laughs> you know, Nike's like, here, come, come watch our product for mm-hmm. free. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that tells you a little bit about the quality. So with that being said, what's your thoughts on this whole D1 or bus mentality that uh so many high school boys and girls uh seem to think, you know, if I don't go D1, then I haven't made it. What's your thoughts? It's a false reality, man. Well, I can't speak on the girls' side as much, but on the boys' side, only what is it, six percent of high school basketball players play college basketball. Six. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's one percent. Play Division One. One percent of high school basketball players wow. play Division One, and I'm rounding up on both because it's really five point nine and point nine. I know <laughs> the numbers. I'm rounding up on both, so it's just, it's just like you know, like we say, I got you know, you got a daughter, I got three daughters. You look online and you see all the beauty queens and everybody else, you don't see regular people doing things online, and you you get a false image of what you got to be. And if you're always looking at, you know, looking at the top 10 players in the country on overtime and everything else, that's not the normal kid playing basketball. Mm. Mm. Say know, that that's, the, that's the 1% right there. Man, say that one more time, please. Yeah, that, that's not the normal kid. And, and, you know, it's a false sense of reality. Like, these kids, they, they turn their nose up at Division three and Division two, which is wild to me. Like, the, like you act like these kids can't play. Right. Yeah, there's some dogs down there, bro. It's dogs at all. It's Juco. It's dogs. It's man, NAI ain't got dogs in it. It's, yeah. Man, college, if you're playing college basketball and people, you know, they post all the time, just be happy if you're playing college basketball. 
Free. And that's the thing to remember. You have to be, to play college basketball, you got to be elite, period. We're talking 6%. Six. Wow. If you can look that up. Anyone can, anyone listening to you can, to this can look that up themselves. 6% of high school basketball players go on to play college basketball. All right, so with the portal, and we all, I mean, we, we hear about it, we read it, read about it. So what, what's your thoughts? How does that, how does the portal change the game? The portal is a scary thing, and it's like everything else. When you get more options, different things come from it. Um, a lot of kids didn't go to school this year because they, they tried to transfer, and it didn't work out. You know, I know multiple kids that tra- tried to transfer, got in the portal, and couldn't find another school. Wow. And I, I, I was looking at the numbers the other day, but it's a very low percentage of, of guys that actually, you know, the dream is go D3 for a year, you kill it. And then you, you, you know what I'm saying? You at Maryland next year. Nah, man, that's not normal at all. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's only one Duncan Robinson out there. He, he went from level to level, and that's not normal. And you see where he is. He's a pro. Yeah. Yeah. That's not normal. Everyone thinks I'm going to go D3 for a year. I'm going to go D2 for a year. Nah, that's not how it works. These kids, most of these kids don't transfer up. The majority do not transfer to a higher level. Wow. They don't. Wow. The coaches want to see, they want players on their level. I'm looking for, if I'm Wake Forest, an ACC school, I'm not really looking at a D2 kid. I'm looking for another Division One kid that look good. Yeah, that's true. So that, I, that's what I want to ask you. So uh, you, you, you're known for, man, like, man, you're a chef from scratch, man. You get the recipe, man, you put it in the oven, it comes out good, right? So, But if you're a college coach and you got the portal in your hands, are you still going to go through, I'm going to build method or? You're going to find that the easy ingredient and, and make something. The, the issue with that is you almost got to go to the portal. Uh, if, if, my, if everyone in my conference is getting 21, 22 year old grown men <laughs> and I'm getting 18 year olds, I'm going to be out of a job. Yeah, you got to compete, right? But, but the, the and plus with that too, Dave, is like, how do I know that I, I get this kid good and he don't leave me? Mm. And he don't get in the portal. I went to it was a what it, it was the A10 tournament in DC a couple years ago. We watched two games, and three of those four coaches were fired by the by next by the next week. Wow. These dudes gotta win right now. So you tell me if you gotta win right now, why you getting an 18-year-old that had 15 points a game in high school, or you getting a 21-year-old with two years left that averaged 12 points a game? Right, I think I got to go on the uh, on the other end. Give me that twenty one, right? Yeah, I, I've had the I've had. I mean, coaches have reached out to me and they said we're not recruiting high school kids anymore. Whoa, right? I mean, if you got a, you you got a shelf life, a college coach now, if they at a high level, right? They got before before they start calling on them, it's what three to five years if they lucky five. We'll say like two to five, two to five years, right? So what are you gonna do with an eighteen year old when you got you on the clock in two years? Jeez. <laughs> and, and and school A, B, and C got 21, 22, 23, 24 year olds out there. Yeah, that was like Baylor that uh a few years ago, right? Yes, and won a championship. But but <laughs> Penny did it last year. Down. Look at yeah. Penny's roster last year. Penny had one of the oldest teams in the country. Remember a couple of years ago, Penny was getting all the youngins. Right. Penny said, Man, I can't win with 18 year olds playing against all grown men. Yeah. And yeah, they're good, but they playing against 23 those. And then, you know, this past year, they they because these dudes in school now got that extra year. Right. But that's what's made high school recruiting so hard. Mm. The class of 2023 that just got out, they had it the worst because everyone got an extra year because of COVID. Right. So not only are you dealing with the portal, you're dealing with the portal with guys that got an extra year left. Like you got guys that played literally three years of college basketball and said two years of eligibility left. Wow. Is there any going back? You you think we'll go it, it'll temper down, or you think the portal is the way of the future is just here to stay? I I don't I don't see how you get rid of the portal. I mean it's it's free free choice for everybody, right? You know, yeah, that's true. You that's make true. a bad decision or you make a good decision. And coaches leave schools all the time. Yeah. It's just so many kids make bad decisions with the portal. And now it's kind of hard to coach, right? You you mm. you can't play, you gotta it's like you you can't coach the freshman how you want to coach them because they're gonna leave. That's yelling true. at them what they're gonna say. They're gonna leave. You don't play them enough, they're gonna leave. Right. You can't coach a kid. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's almost like college now was like AAU. Like you got your team for a year. Yeah. <laughs> LSU coached last year. I think LSU, when they brought the new coach in, he had a whole new team. Wow. 
I think he kept like what it was like one or two kids were still there, but everyone was new. Wow. That portal is a monster, man. It, it goes both ways. Like you, people get in that portal and think that it's for them, and it ain't. Yeah, now that's true. And you know, we always hear the story about, oh man, you know, the they shouldn't be doing this to these kids. But you just made a good point. You know, some of the kids are jumping in the portal themselves. Some kids are jumping in because they're kind of being nudged to jump in. But some of them be some of them are being nudged. But I, I think the majority of them are jumping in on their own. It's yeah. a lot because I. I've had kids that I know have, have been nudged to go into the portal. Right. But the majority of them, the grass is always green on the other side. Yeah, yeah. And we all know, you know, as adults, we know that ain't true. <laughs> right. Everybody thinks somebody else's situation, but looking from the outside in, that situation is better than their own. And, and and you go in the portal, and most of these kids haven't even talked to another school. They're just blindly out there. That's crazy. Wow. I don't understand why. Why do you put yourself through that again? When you're on scholarship at college playing basketball, your dream is your dream. You get you're getting there, and then all of a sudden you leave to the unknown again. Yeah. But like I said, it just hurts kids. Like you take a kid like we had, like Joe, who in years past had a couple holes in his game, needs some work on some things. Six, seven, athletic, you know, promising future with him. But because he had holes, like he wasn't going to help you at a Division One level next year. Right. Yeah. A kid like that, you redshirt, you know, you 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 teach them. You not, might not even redshirt them. You just have them on your roster. You work with them. You work with skill development. Eventually, he's a player for you. But coaches don't got time for that kid no more. Yeah, they got to right now win, or their their family's moving. Wow, and that's so a real think thing. about it like that. Like I got to feed my family off this. Am I feeding my family off of eighteen year olds, or am I doing it with twenty two year olds? And my family's going to eat. My family's <laughs> going to eat. So I'm going to get old and stay old. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> that, no, that's I still a, just take that model down, man. Get old and stay old. And that's, I mean, that, that's, that's a great point, man. Uh, man I mean, I, I'm a transfer portal guy, you know, with, with us. They don't come to us at first. They go everywhere else but but, but Fairfax Christian. So, you know, we just say, we'll see you junior year. Right. You know, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead over there. Go ahead over there. You know, oh, pay Pay $25,000, go to that school, and we'll see you soon. But do you have to not talk about any coaches or anything, but when they come to you, let's say, as juniors, how much how much are you reverting in, in, in terms of um, – or teaching in terms of IQ? Well, I mean, we get kids in this situation. That I, I kind of vet the kids we get, Dave. So. Oh, okay. All right. I that don't makes- if, if I know if I look at a kid, I you know, because of PYBL and we watch a lot of basketball, we know these kids. That's true. So there's a there's a specific type of kid we're looking for at our school and our program. So if it's a kid that IQ wise doesn't got it, short of him with like a 40 inch vertical, we're not going at this kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because we 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 I, I I like for my players to be high IQ guys. I think we play a really clean, I like to play a clean style of basketball. And you got to understand the game to do that, you know? So yeah. coming in your junior year and you don't understand basketball, then I really can't do much with you. Yeah, yeah. And then that and that's true. I'm not going to give away some of your secrets, but watching, and I'm sure other, you know, coaches can see, but it is. You got to have uh, some sort of base IQ, you know what I mean, to yeah. at least work with because, I mean, there's a lot being thrown Throwing at you, and, and once it all comes together, it is it is a good piece of artwork. And, and that's with us. It's it's we're we're not to me. We're really never that good in December, but but once January, February hit, we're a force to be reckoned with because it takes some time to get right. Um, last year, you know, we we from we had a kid get hurt early September in a in a fall event, so we never had a full practice with all of our players from September to de- through December. Not one what? practice, not one workout, nothing. Wow. So we're playing, we're learning on the fly, and eventually, you know, it 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 came together. It came together. How's your locker room? That's I, I, before I forget it. How, how's the locker room with the boys? What, what's that like? As far as in what way? As far as the camaraderie, things like that. Yeah, yeah, camaraderie. Um, year to year changes. I think two years ago, it was we had a lot of situations with trainers and parents and things like that, and you know, the car ride home was different. So some kids, uh, you know, and we didn't win that year. Because of that, but mm. on an average year with us, it's great, man. We we have fun in our program. Um, we do outings with our kids. Like school starts on Tuesday, so we're gonna do a team outing. At, you know, we're going. I'm not gonna say we're going, but we're going out next week. Whole team, JV and varsity. 
Um, right. Our kids care for one another and our kids get along and it shows on the floor. Like we, we preach it and I tell them like, we don't say family on day one because we ain't family yet. You got to <laughs> earn that. Everybody says, you know, one, two, three, blah, 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 four, five, six, right. family. And these kids barely know each other. Man, that's the realest thing I've heard. So, so this is this is what made me most proud as a coach, not uh -huh. just winning the championship, but so we were at Marquee Hoops, and five of our kids played in Marquee Hoops, and another coach came to me and said, "What did you do to your kids? Because they're all on different teams, but they're always together in the gym." Wow. So what happened was, if one of our kids was playing, all the rest of them would watch that kid play together. That's they would tough. be together the whole time unless their team was about to play. That's tough. And we actually had a kid transfer to our school because they saw that. Wow. So the kid said, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Everybody wants to belong, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, man, it was something. Every, our kids were always together. And that was nothing that we told them to do. Or that was just, these are my guys. And yeah, I'm on this AUD now. I mess with y'all, but these are my guys right here. You know, this wow. is my family. This is who, who I go to, who I go to war with. Culture. And, you know and I, mean? I want to, yeah, exactly. These are my seniors. My those are my seniors. Those are my leaders. Wow, that's tough, man. Yeah, I man, just... that right there was, was special, man. Those guys, man. That's why I said this, this team is a little different, you know. Yeah, that's kind of why you do it, right? I mean, to see moments like that, yeah, you know, you're doing something right, man. Yeah, they 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 were inseparable in the gym. Like if somebody was if somebody wasn't playing, they were just sitting with each other. Uh -huh. <laughs> And it was like, and the parent was like, "Man, what what got us over the hump, made us want to come to your school, is watching your players together. Wow, seeing your players together, it, it's like you know, it's it's no one else was like that in them. Like some kids will play on the AU team, and you've seen this before. You oh, didn't yeah. even know they play high school together. If like you, said, they'll see a high school teammate and walk right by. Oh man, man. It, hap I, it happened this year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Our I kids, no, yeah. <laughs> our kids, they see each other, and it's it's family." Wow. It's oh Kiwan's playing, oh Eli and Isla playing. And that they, they are sitting on the they sitting sideline right there watching the game. That's the way it should be, though. You know yeah. what I mean? And that was that was I love that, man. I was like, man, yeah. And you know, like you said, it's, it's five years of building culture. Yeah. Five years of uh, having, you know, teaching guys to have each other's back. Like I said, we had one year that was off, and that's why we won two out of three and not three in a row. Yeah, those those little things matter, man. Just just playing for that guy beside you matters. Those yeah. little things matter, you know. No, it does, man. That, and that's so much. Like that's a part of that mental game, right? Also, it's like knowing that person beside you got my back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You can lend a little bit. You know what I mean? So we're, you know, we're I, on I the team group chat talking all day. Like it's during the AU time. You know, nothing to do with high school basketball. <laughs> nothing. But guys got games that day, and we're still on our team group chat. You know, cracking jokes, talking to each other. <laughs> this 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 is a fun group, and like I said, we had the most returning guys we've ever had. So, you know, of course, this would be the team that does this. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. All right, so I, I got to ask you an intimate question. Uh, spend a lot of hours, many hours are, are spending, Jim. Um, it's obvious you have great family support. I mean, from your wife Taryn to Mama Parker to your beautiful girls. Man, how special is that family sacrifice to you? Just tell the listeners what that means to you. Oh, it's amazing, man. I, I'm the king. <laughs> I'm around <laughs> I'm around women all day. Sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, I just sit in a room by myself and they doing hair all day. Right. But, man, my backbone, my heart, my soul is my family. Yeah. You know, my wife without her, none of this stuff is possible. None of it. Um, my mom has been, my mom has been, she was the team mom. When I played, and she's the league mom now. Yeah. She was that mom that was always a team mom back in the day. You know, everything is done online, so I guess team moms, are, you know, aren't as much, doesn't do as much now. It's right. more the coaches' wives, and because, you know, you might not trust somebody else to do it, things like that. But she was always, <laughs> right. she was always the mom that made all the phone calls. You know, she everybody knew that I was her son because every time I did something, that's my boy. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's who my mom is, you know, and everybody from Boys Club on, they knew who my mother was in the gym. And, wow. and to this day, she's there. You know, if we need help, she's there. And Taryn has always been, I've I've been, you know, so we started Z 10 years ago. And you know how it is in your 20s and you want to take over the world, but you getting you feel like you're being a little held back and right. you can't do the things you want to do, society, what have you, blah, blah, blah. So I was just a guy with so many dreams and, and hopes and, and ideas. And you see my ideas now. 
And it was just, she was able to get these ideas out of my head and say, Let, let's put them on paper and let's do them. Wow. You know, Tara, awesome. Tara's the type that, my wife's the type that if I got a plan, if I got an idea for something, she said, all right, let's do it. She's the executioner. <laughs> yeah, she's all right, let's do it. That, that, I'm like, man, look, I want it. And it could be the wildest thing ever because, you know, starting PYBL, you know, I want to start a league for the whole DMV. Okay, let's do it. No questions. <laughs> you know, I want to start a conference. Okay, let's do it. I want to I want to move the Loudon. <laughs> you know, okay, let's do it. And, and without that support, man, nothing is possible. That man, yeah, that's but I, I think you can see it, right? I mean, if anybody knows you, man, I don't think I've ever seen a time where um y'all are in the gym and she's not there. And right. no disrespect to any other coaches, but I, I've seen coaches, you know, they're out in the band, their other halves aren't there, or um you know, to each his own. But I, I just think it's special when, you know, you see your wife and your kids and your mom and that, 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 uh, the way they're just, they're supporting you, man. It's, it speaks volume as for your family. So, you know, you, you gotta be a great person because you have that many people in your corner. Right. So you're doing man, something right. It, it, it's amazing, man. It's, you know, it's, JL, my oldest, who's who's turning 16 in November, she's running the succession stand now. She's turning 16. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, it Jamie, the my second oldest, is taking pictures now. She oh my gosh. And Jalen, my eight-year-old, she's doing everything. She's the one. She's doing she's pitches, concessions. Like we had a pinch one day and JL did the clock. <laughs> wow. You know, it's just it's just family, and then you know you got one of my former players, Dave Basket. Yeah, I was going to so say. Well, yeah, we got to um, shout out Dave. Yeah, got to shout out Dave, man. That's the thing with with we've always with my players, man. It's just always something different for me to just be able to be with those guys. I talk to somebody that I've coached. I talk to every day. Wow. At some point or not, I talk to every day. Like Mike Gonzalez, Chris Adderall, who on my staff now for high school FCS. I coach both of them. Oh, Mike really? was on the team with Dave. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike was on the team with Dave when we first started. When I first started coaching twenty years ago, because they were—I'm ten years older than them, so I'm turning forty-two this year. They're thirty-two, so yeah, they were. I was twenty-one; they were eleven. Wow! I was commuting back and forth from Morgan State University. What to coach boys and girls club? Yeah. <laughs> wow! I was coming back home. I was driving home on Tuesdays and Thursdays for practice, and then I on the weekends I was staying back at my parents' house to coach. Wow, man! Wow, that man—that that's incredible, man. I mean, yeah, you you put that time in, so man, everything you get is well deserved, man. Because it's not too many cats out here that that are going to do that. Yeah, it's been a grind, man. It's been a grind. You know, like I said, you you get to the point where you never think your time's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when it comes, and then people look at you like you always been up here. And I, I look at the young. That's why I like PYBL. I try to give young coaches an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, opportunity. I didn't get as much, you know. That PYBL is a jungle, man. Having coached it myself, I, I tell everybody, right? You can. I, I would I enjoy. I mean, of course, I want to win, but I kind of like seeing the player just a mano a mano. Who is the dog in the gym, yeah. right? Let, let just let me see who's going to come out of this jungle. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> that is so special when you see somebody that just can go right and. They don't need a whole bunch with them, and they the, the there's nothing like it, man. Nothing. And these kids, and these kids now are stepping in day one in the WCAC or wherever and playing. Come yeah. from PYBL, yeah. They stepping on the floor and con and, and let's not just say those kids because public school kids too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the public school kids too play PYBL. I thought we get slack, like you know, we don't like the public, but I'm a public school guy at heart. Yeah. I, why would I not like where I come from? <laughs> you know, I have nothing against those. I got a lot of friends that coach public school. I talk to all the time. And a lot of the top public school kids play in our league, too. But if you watch TV uh, during the season, man, there's, I mean, it's littered with kids that play. Yeah, in the college PYB. basketball, they're all over the place. Oh, my gosh, man. And to tell a young kid today, like, you know, this kid, that kid, that kid played in the PYBL. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's crazy because some parents. So we put up like a, a alumni. Oh no, we put up the guys that won the King of the Summer or MOPs, and some parents like, yeah, we didn't know all these kids played. Wow. Because wow. I mean, you know, it's, you're coming up like coaching AAU. You kind of as a parent, you know the kids in your grade a year younger than you or a year older than you. You don't know nothing else, <laughs> right? You don't yeah. pay attention to you. That is the world. You think everybody else is paying attention to your nine U team? 
Yeah, yeah. When the, the grand scale, nobody really is other than other nine you people, and maybe somebody ate you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to you, that's the world. So they're not at nine, ten you. They're not paying attention to PYBS. Yeah, that's true. And so that, the Rise of Stars man. level, it's always like it's like freshman in high school. You know, they they get a little they a little wild coming from middle school, and then you know they start to settle down as they get to tenth grade, and then they they regular as they get you know older. It's right. like that, man. Rise of Stars, the parents be wild. Woo-wee. That AAU environment, man. I can't. I can't coach you for AAU. Like under high school, I I can't coach you. I can't. It, it, it gets bad in high school. It does. Yeah, them parents. But it's it's like because I do, you know, New World Takeover, and we're playing at events with college coaches. It's tempered a little bit. Yeah, that's true. because of the people that are around. Like, yeah, I can't just be in a regular gym, you know, without college coaches and people there. Because these parents, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. And they, God. they bring that and rising stars. They kind of bring that to the table, and it's like we don't do that here. <laughs> you know, we 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 don't do that here. That's so you ever feel sorry for the kids? Not to cut you off. I do. Yeah. yeah. But that's all the kids know. Yeah. And the majority of the time, they calm down. They calm down. It's funny because one of the worst. Hey, I'm gonna say one of the worst parents I ever had. <laughs> he was always, and he won ones that didn't calm down. He won ones that didn't calm down. And this past year, I helped his son go to college. Wow. And he has calmed, since then, he has calmed down. Like, we're good. We were good before that. Um, He said, man, I was bad back then. I know it, you know. And, and you guys <laughs> do not. I, over the years, I've seen how much you've helped everybody. Yeah. And it just so happened that, you know, a school called me. A friend of mine got a new job, and they needed they needed a certain position. So if I said position, no, it is. They need a certain position. Right. And they said, who's out there? And I said, I know a kid. You know, the, the best available is probably this kid. And then I, I called Kobe G, who, who's prep hoops, and, and, you know, just to verify. Because I don't want to – I don't want a kid that's, that's worthy of something to miss it just because I don't know them. Right. So I was like, who's your list? Who's at the top of your list? And he said the same kid. Wow. And so the dad said, this kid played with a problem with the AU program. The dad sent me a long text like, thank you. You know, you you helped my son. My son's going to Division One school because of you. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the kid made his post. And in the DM, he said, thank you to us. Wow. You know, but on, on, on the surface, it was, thank you know, my high school, yeah. my AAU program yeah. for everything you've done. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. Like, PYBL, we help a lot of kids, but we don't ask for you know, being the limelight, well, I don't care about that stuff. But you know, behind the scenes, a lot of times we get a lot of DM thank yous, a lot of text thank yous for what we've done. The parents realize what we've done for them. That's awesome. But the thing with that too, though, is the younger ones don't understand what we've done. <laughs> you know, but they will not out there, right? Yeah. But we're getting we we because of the connections we have now, we get kids in college. Yeah. We get kids to the high school they want to go to, then then we get kids to the college they want to go to because. Colleges know we know the families. Mm. What's the dad like? Mm. What's mom point. like? You know, we get that. We get. I get that a lot. Really? Because again, you know how it is, Dave. You don't want yeah. to be dealing with no wild parents. Oh no, absolutely not. So you know, we're gonna tell them, and, and we're not gonna lie. We have we build relationships. So you know, they're gonna ask us. Wow. Ask us. Well. We're getting about to come to the end of the show. Um, but before we end, um, I, I got to ask you a few rapid-fire questions, man. So right. let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Phone posits or Jordans? Phone posits. My favorite shoe is, is the white phone posits. Favorite shoe ever. Second favorite is the black ones. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. It's a little sweeter. Ah, AAU or high school? High school. Not even close. Whopper or Big Mac? Whopper. Favorite burger. Uh, Harden or Westbrook? Harden. Ooh. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. I, I, I'm a LeBron guy, though, but not Jordan. Uh, all right. Which one you like better, score or the lockdown defender? Score. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I can scheme defensively. Right. <laughs> but if you can right. flat out get one, it ain't too many of those. That's why I like Harden. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. Last question, man. Best player ever to play in the PYBL. Who gonna hear this? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't mean to set you up. No, see, see, this is what we talk about. Like we we because we're year ten and it's an all like all time team or whatever. Do you right. go, are you saying best when they were in the league or best like period? 
when they were in the league? I feel like, you know, it's two different questions. When they're in the league, Jarrett Walker. Ooh. What about Terrence? I, I got to go Jarrett. He Jarrett was so dominant, man. You you saw Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I did see him up close and personal. I'm not going to tell the kid's name, man, but the kid went up and Jarrett went up, I think, about two stories high. Man. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Uh, quarter body. At yeah. Trinity. <laughs> you remember? I remember all this stuff, man. I mean, yeah. I, and that's the thing. Like, should, for all time PYBL team, should we go off of what they they've done in their careers, or do we go off of what they did in our league? All right. So, real quick, man, before we end, give me your top five in your league first: Jarris, Terrence, Trevor, Kills, mm. um, mm. Deshaun Harris, Smith. Yeah, it's so many once I get uh, uh, I could go Chuck Harris, Hunter Dickinson, I don't know, Doug McDaniel. I don't know. Where's I, Casey? Casey Morsell was the original, you know. I, that's what I said, man. I that's a tough one. Top five ever. I gotta go, I gotta say Trevor. Trevor Jarris are right there. Wow. Trevor right, Jarris so, are right all there. All time. All that's in our league. In our league. Yeah. Trevor Jarris T. I think one, two, three, in no particular order. Well, Jarris first. I would say Jarris one, P two, Trevor three, top three. Wow, that hey, that's good company, man. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. I'm grateful, and uh, I'm always there. Anytime you need me, you know you can give me a call. And uh, for my listeners, be sure to go check out FCS right here in Loudon. Um, and I think. Uh, Take if you any potential students, uh, go take a look at the school too, right? Definitely, definitely. Open enrollment, you can come in anytime. Coach Park, it's been a good one, man. I appreciate you. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank All you. All right, bye bye.